Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dan Wiederer. I mean, the dude is a tone setter, and that's undeniable. And I don't even think Ryan Poles and anyone in that front office would deny that. On-air contributor for 670 to score. I'm really excited to be part of the family. I can't wait to do it all year. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer. Flat-footed is what happens here at Hell's Hall way too often. Co-host of the Take the North podcast. We're going to take the North and never give it back. With our own David Hall. David, that's a, a lengthy description on the high-powered microscope that Matt Eberflus uses to judge his football team on a daily basis. And I think this is more than just a bunch of letters. Dan Wiederer with Mullane Haw on 670 The School. Bear down. Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always a delight to talk to Dan Weederer, and he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Dan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Speculation season has begun, and we've only got four months of it left. (laughs) Well, you know, it's beautiful because there is so much to speculate about. They need everything. Correct. Yes, correct. Literally everything, pretty much. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, they've got a lot to work with and a lot of work ahead. And so, uh, yeah, eventful, uh, eventful stretch coming up for all of us. Well, it was very eventful yesterday, Dan, so much so we had to do an emergency podcast, Take the North Just Dropped. And you talked about it on there, what we heard and what we didn't hear. What we didn't hear was any missteps, which is, I think, when you have covered as many of these as we have covered, that qualifies as progress the fact that there was no real uh, comment that's going to come back and they have to kind of explain or apologize and we're going to hear in a drop for the next five years. Yeah, we've had some doozies in recent years for sure, and and particularly some of those Zoom calls uh, during the COVID year where I, I remember moments of, of kind of pushing back from my desk and slapping my, my forehead with, my, with my, my, my hand and going, my God, I can't believe they just said that. But listen, Ryan Poles, looked uh, very comfortable uh, on, on Tuesday. He seemed very understanding of where they are, where they need to go, and, and what he has to work with. And so I think that you have a, a young general manager who is ready to get in the batter's box and, and take the pitches and, and take some big swings at this. And then, uh, obviously, I think over the course of the, this year, we're going to have a, a much greater understanding of the actual direction of this team and this franchise. And I think uh, for that, all of us should be, should be pretty excited and pretty thankful. This segment with Dan Wiederer is brought to you by Old National Bank, where relationships and results matter. Get old. And, Dan, um, I guess we should start with the evaluation of uh, Justin Fields. What did you hear? 
from uh, from the general manager, and what didn't you hear? Was there anything that you thought uh, was left out of the answer? To be honest with you, Molly, I feel like the, the general manager echoed sentiments that a lot of us have been saying for months here, and that it's, look, like we've seen how impactful Justin Fields can be with his legs. We've seen how he can change games with his playmaking ability uh, in, in a moment. And then he also said there's a lot of uh, room for growth for Justin as a passer, that he needs to, to to let the game slow down mentally for him, that he needs to react quicker to what he's seeing, that there needs to be heightened chemistry with the, the, the guys he's throwing the football to. And those are all sort of rungs on the ladder that must be climbed in 2023. And, you know, David and I talked about this a little bit yesterday on the podcast, that we're going to get to the end of next season. And ideally, if Justin stays healthy, he's going to have north of 40 career starts in his career. And I don't know many quarterbacks in this league who have 40-plus uh, starts in their career, and you don't know who they are as a quarterback. And so that should excite all of us that at the end of uh, this next season that there's going to be little room for, you know, interpretation. It's going to be all right out there in front of us. There's going to be an eye test. There's going to be a field test to all this thing, and we're going to be able to, to, to determine where Justin is at. And I think the general manager feels that way as well. And his, his evaluation, obviously, is the most important one in the building. Dan, when – Ryan Poles talked about Chase Claypool, and he said he didn't blink about looking back and what had happened and what hadn't happened. He had some reasonable explanations. Maybe some people would view them as excuses, but J Chase Claypool, bottom line, did not produce since coming over from the Steelers. I kind of get it, though, and I wonder what you thought. When you're talking about the talent on the Bears and what they need to get, it's all about talent acquisition in this offseason, and the Bears got a head start on that by making that trade. Now, the trade may not end up you know, faring very well because of how high the draft pick ends up, but what did you hear in terms of patience level that Ryan Poles seems to have uh, achieved with Chase Claypool, and what's reasonable to expect moving forward? Well, David, first of all, Ryan was the only one that didn't blink as it, as it comes to the uh, the Chase Claypool trade because, listen, you gave away a premium asset, a pick that's now number 32 in the NFL draft to take a gamble on traits, to take a gamble on a guy who's got size, speed, strength, contested catchability, and it resulted in you know 14 catches during the time that he was here for two months. And so now you say, okay, what were some of the reasons for that? Okay, well, Justin and Chase didn't have a lot of time on task because both of them were hurt and missed games during that two-month span. Justin missed two, Chase missed two. Uh, you know, you're talking about a receiver trying to pick up an offense in midstream and not having an offseason and a training camp to learn all the install uh, and, and get his feel for his responsibilities in every play. But, look, they, they need production out of Chase Claypool going forward. The, the sort of tangential conversation that was also part of this yesterday, David, was Ryan Poles sort of indicating that he thinks, now we can determine whether this would pass a polygraph test or not, that their number one receiver is in-house. And so he said that uh, in, in multiple ways at multiple points yesterday in the press conference that they think they can find a number one guy in the building. And so that's Chase, it's Darnell, and then you just got to figure out what you've got there. But that's, that's going to be a, a big topic of conversation if we get to the end of this offseason and there's not a major addition to that position group because people will go, well, what are you doing now? You know, you haven't given your, your future – uh, star quarterback an opportunity to, to maximize his development. I'm just curious uh, when we think about, you know, what he said about it, you'd have to be blown away to take a pick. Could you conceivably, and, and listen, I'm not dissing Justin Fields, but um, he has, his numbers have gone up modestly from one year to the next. And you would hope there's, there's kind of that 
Jalen Hurts offseason breakthrough type thing uh, out there for mm-hmm. him. That would be great. And that would help if you, you know, made a trade, got DeAndre Hopkins, whoever, brought someone in that could that could fit in as a number one receiver. But I'm just curious, when you talk about potentially trading down, would you want to include a number one pick for next year and try to get into the Caleb Williams week stakes through another team if that was the way to go about it, if there was a possibility of uh, of him not breaking through? Because that, if you had a Caleb Williams in this draft, that seems like the kind mm-hmm. of pick that you could potentially be blown away with and the kind of player at the top of a draft who would really generate a lot of interest. Yeah, there's no question. And there's a similar buzz building for Drake May, not nearly to the level yep. that it is for, for Caleb Williams, but but you feel when you talk to people around the league that there's going to be a, a, a two-quarterback uh, top shelf there next year that's sitting there for you. So what I would do if I was Ryan Poles is I would certainly see this through with Justin Fields. He's shown you enough, uh, more than enough, to be honest with you, in terms of right. uh, athleticism, playmaking ability, leadership, all the, tr- you know, the, the things that you want inside your building to be the hub of energy. Justin, Justin's doing all that. And so now you've got this opportunity to – uh, with a team that's not expected to to win any sort of championship in 2023, watch it play out, watch it unfold, watch it develop. And if you get to December of next year and you say, man, I just don't see him ever becoming uh, a top 10, top five guy for us. Well, now, hopefully you've got stuff in your back pocket. You've got resources that allow you to make your climb up the draft board in 2024 and say, okay, we, we want to get, uh, you know, because like, look, Ryan has not taken his big swing on a quarterback. And when you have your opportunity to take that big swing on a quarterback, you want to do it with, with just the maximum available to you. And so you, if you have the chance to do that, that's what I would do. I would let this play out. And if we get to, to December of next year and there's still ongoing debate in the city on who Justin is and who he is at, at least you've given yourself an opportunity to, to go up and, and get a, a player and get Williams, who everybody thinks is, is as close to can't miss that position as there's been in a while. Well, frankly, if we're in that position a year from now, there's going to be more than just questions about Justin Fields. And, and I think that you're going to have all kinds of questions about the front office and all kinds of questions about the coaches. And if you have another double-digit loss season, then you know that, that's, a, that's a scenario that's very difficult to envision. And it's certainly one that will raise, raise some doubts. Because now if you're, if you're polls, you, you've got an opportunity here. And I think that's what we heard yesterday is like, you have a, a clean slate. You've got all this money. You've got all these draft possibilities. Now you've got to put yourself in a position where you you remove that doubt next year and you make your quarterback that you have, you know, you believe in in a qualified way. You, he did qualify himself, but give him talent. See what this see where this goes. I'm more curious to how he has the talent built around Justin Fields yeah. than I am Justin Fields. Well, look, they're they're both they're both parts of the same conversation, and you better go out this offseason and find pieces on your offensive line that create stability and sturdiness there. They can't have nine different starting offensive line combinations in 2023 and expect the quarterback to make significant leaps. They can't have guys in and out of the lineup every week. They can't have holes, you know, interior, exterior on the line, and and just be trying to patch it together week after week after week, and then. Uh, you know, again, it comes back to this receiving question and, and, and how comfortable are you with the, the guys you have in, in-house and what are the, the notable acquisitions you can make in, in free agency in the draft to upgrade that position? Because I, I, for one, would be incredibly disappointed if they don't make some sort of significant addition 
to that room. You know, you can't just be another Byron Pringle or another Taylor Gabriel or another Marcus Wheaton that comes in here and you say, okay, let's, let's take our swing on this. It better be a, a draft pick. It better be a, a free agent that's got some, some, some juice to them. Otherwise, you know, I think you're not necessarily giving your, your quarterback the best chance to succeed. You know, we talk about building from the inside out. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the offensive line. How many, I mean, there will be guys back that will be needed to start. You cannot get an entirely new offensive line. But how many, how many offensive linemen would you try to add? How many starting offensive linemen would you try to add? And, and how many, um, and who, I guess, identify who the guys are that definitely need to be starters on this team? Yeah, I mean, at a minimum, I'm adding two. You know, yeah. I mean, you just you just need an upgrade of talent there. I think that you heard some things from Ryan Poles yesterday in terms of their belief in what Braxton Jones proved to them in year one. Now, I think we've all said, you know, year two is going to be a whole different bar that we're asking Braxton Jones to clear. It's not just, hey, you're a rookie fifth rounder out of a small school. Can you can you give us something? It's can you be a uh, uh, an ascending player? You know, can you be a, a starter that we can lock lock into our depth chart? on either side and, and try to figure out if, if we can use resources elsewhere. So that's a guy that like from, from really May until yesterday, you've heard nothing but praise from inside the building in terms of his wiring, his approach. There's obvious needs for him to get stronger. There's obvious needs for him to work on um, some fundamentals and technique that will help him get better. But that's like a piece now that you have to try to get the maximum out of. So you're not rebooting across the board. And then look like, I think there's, there's, there's such a, a interesting conversation to be had about Tevin Jenkins, because I think, when he shows you the flashes, when he shows you what he did at points at guard, you go, wow, that, that looks really, really good. And that, it, it gives you this, this feeling of energy. And then you look every third game and he's over there on the sideline in you know, a sweatsuit and you go, man, this is really disappointing because he's just not able to play for us enough to feel hundred percent confident in it. So that's a guy, I think also like 2023 is a very pivotal year for him because if he can't uh, answer that availability, dependability piece, then, then his future here uh, is probably in doubt. So, Dan, on a day that Chicago's kind of evaluating the credibility of Ryan Poles and how much to believe in the general manager, given all that's ahead of him right now, he talks and makes a pretty good showing, and he had did a pretty nice job. And then two hours later, we're reminded of maybe <laughs> a decision that he might want to come back and regret, and or he might eventually regret, or maybe he will never will. But Roquan Smith signs a $100 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens, the contract the Bears did not feel compelled or willing to to offer him or to sign him to. What was your reaction to the Roquan Smith signing? Yeah, so obviously, David, you and I disagree on how much regret might be there for this. Like, I, I understand where Ryan Poles was coming from with the decision he made there and saying, look, we're not really interested um, in paying that price. Roquan proved to the Baltimore Ravens that, that they think he's worth $100 million and, and 45 guaranteed with, with extra incentives tacked onto that. But I think the Bears have, have different premium positions identified. Um, you know, they obviously talk about the quarterback position, pass rusher, offensive line corner. Those are, are, are positions that they value. And they didn't feel like making that big expenditure. The flip side of this, obviously, is that when you subtract a, a blue chip talent from your roster, it leaves you with a whole lot more work to do to add more guys that can make plays like Roquan Smith was capable of making. You also subtracted a leader from the locker room and, and kind of sent a lot of players in that locker room reeling in terms of like, man, you guys are asking us every single day to play with this maximum hustle and you're putting it under this intense microscope and making us, uh, you know, accountable for everything that we do that isn't up to maximum effort. And then you get rid of two defensive captains in two weeks 
and, and expect us to have the same sort of production. And so that was uh, something that, that is part of this conversation. And they've got to fix it, right? Like I asked Ryan yesterday, who could you identify uh, outside of the Justin Fields conversation on your roster now that are blue chip parts of your core building forward? And he quickly said Cole Komet, and then he stopped. He couldn't come up with a second name of, of somebody that he considered a blue chip core building block. And that was, uh, that was interesting because obviously you subtracted a lot in 2022 and now it's about adding more back. Yeah. That answer surprised me just because I, I, I you know, love Cole Komet, local kid. His dad was on the practice squad. I mean, there's a lot to like about Cole Komet, but I don't consider him one of the better tight ends in the NFL. I mean, he might be in the top 15, probably more like the top 20. I mean, midway uh, in the league, but I was surprised at that. He he had 544 receiving yards. I mean, I, you know, he was fine for what they had, but I wonder, you know, don't they need more at that position? And, and not, I'm not talking necessarily about him. He's one of many, but I don't know that he's the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, they believe he's got top 10, top eight potential at that okay. position in the league. And, and, you know, with 544 yards and seven touchdowns and a passing offense that was – historically bad they see glimmers of hope from that I, I'm with you on some of it I do think Cole gives you a lot uh, in terms of the versatility and his ability to be a part of that running game and to, to be a reliable dependable blocker that allows you to do things I would like them to add to that position and have you know another guy out there that can be a, a pass catching threat um, and now you got two of them that you can mix in and, and mix and match and do things with um, but look, like the, the 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 bottom line here is they've they've got to add pieces. And they've got to add pieces that turn heads. And um, you know, it's notable. Uh, this is a, a a humorous anecdote from from Sunday morning. But Jack Sanborn was on the cover of the game day program up in the press box at Soldier Field. And I was going down to the other end to catch up with some of my folks in the Vikings organization. And, and one of the guys in the Vikings organization picked it up and said, "Who's this guy?" And it was just a telling moment where it's like, here's the cover of the the season finale game day moment. And it's, a, you know, an undrafted rookie hometown kid who's on injured reserve, you know, and the division champion team is going like, what, you know, like this is this is what you guys are celebrating in 2022, you know, and, and that's kind of where we are. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'd where rather, You'd rather have are. Justin Jefferson on that cover, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, so, Dan, speaking of talent and letting talent get out the door, do you think the Bears will have? Uh, have to say goodbye or we'll let David Montgomery walk away. Ryan Poles clearly showed his affection, clearly respects David Montgomery as a player. You wonder if that will be reflected in the contract negotiation. Well, as we've talked about previously, the, the market at that position is stacked, you know, and so the dynamics of uh, supply and demand when we get to March are going to dictate that. I, I think Ryan Poles was, was very uh, forthright in expressing his admiration and the things he loves about David Montgomery. And it's not all about production. It's not, not all about explosion. He thought that David Montgomery was one of those tone setting leaders that, that created the competitive edge that allowed that team through a 14 loss season to, to not sort of lose hope or, or, or become dysfunctional. And those, those glue guys in the locker room are important to Ryan Poles. Now, look, you're not going to overpay for that. And that's where, where the, the business of the league is pretty cruel, where you've got a guy that does everything you ask him to do and you love him and you tell him you love him. And then ultimately, if someone comes in with an offer that you say, ah, we didn't value that high, you say, thanks for your time and we'll see you later. You know, and so that's what's ahead. And, and it'll be really interesting, I think, when we get to the combine uh, in late February and you start to hear the buzz 
in league circles about about who's talking to who and what what the you know price tags are. That's that's where we'll get some more answers on on just what the realistic possibility of David Montgomery being back as a bear are. I found it very eye opening that Justin Jones talked about in in a final uh, interview process the exit interviews. He talked about grievances that players have <laughs> and the lack of communication and. And, you know, I, I'm just curious, what was your read on that and what was he referring to? Well, we pressed him, you know, for two or three follow-ups because grievance was his word. You know, right. that, wasn't, that wasn't presented to him. He said grievances and issues that we were able to express to the coaching staff. And it sounded like there was just kind of a, a feeling like that there were times where there was a disconnect. And he, he, he mentioned something about, like, you know, you can say you have an open-door policy, but there are times throughout the course of a year, especially as, turbulent as this one was with a 10 game losing streak and a lot of guys, you know, being put on IR or, or, or traded or whatnot, uh, that players didn't really feel like there was a direct line of communication to, to ask questions, to express frustration, to be curious about directions of things. And so that's a, a very forthright, candid uh, expression from a player. And I actually, I give Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus credit for being open and soliciting that kind of feedback uh, on the way out the door of, of the 2022 season because they're they're new, right? They, they've both only had one year in the jobs they're doing, and so they better be constructively looking to get better uh, and listening to people around them and not being defensive at suggestions like that. But it was notable, right, like that a player was was willing to say that. That's the minimum, though. I mean, you, you've got to he- hear from your players, especially after well, a season I, this bad. And, Dan, Mark Grody told us that a lot of players were upset that Roquan was traded and yeah. that – it's some of that was the idea that they hadn't been informed about it. As you mentioned the two captains in two weeks uh, being traded, and that left them sort of in a hole. Well, and don't forget, like, the, the, the time that that happened, you know, Robert Quinn gets traded the, the, the day, it was either one day or two days after they came back from New England. Yeah. You know, and they, they had had that 19-point primetime win that, made everybody feel like, uh-oh, you know, there might be a surprise party in 2022 for the Bears. Like, they looked dangerous and frisky and, and on a momentum surge, and then within a span of 10 days, they got rid of the two defensive captains. And so, of course, that's jarring to a locker room, and particularly it becomes more jarring when you're not able to, to get out of the tailspin then and you go, you know, two-plus months without a victory and you walk out the door with a, a franchise record 10-game losing streak. So, um, yeah, I mean, you understand the feelings and the emotions, and they're just going to have to, to, to do better in 2023 of, of keeping that all connected. Great stuff, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. You got it, guys. Have a good week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.